Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast. I hope that this finds you uh, right in the middle of being thankful and more prepared for being a thankful person than you've ever been before because we are in this series of Psalms of Thanksgiving. It's what we've been talking about in essence for the last couple of weeks that so often I suffer from indifference like my lack of taste for desserts these days, especially ice cream. I know a lot of you are sad about that. I can just take it or leave it. That is how my heart can approach a season aimed at being thankful when I'm honest. There are just so many other elements vying for my attention, and this one is just indifference. So, we looked intently at Psalm 107 to really give some substance and a robust foundation on which to base my gratitude and to base your gratitude and really reaching across to any believer who has lived a little bit. It is so inclusive. You can come from many different circumstances or situations or emotional deficits and this psalm can meet you in your need. It is inspiring and nurturing to my own soul. If you haven't had a chance to listen, check it out. That episode is the second in this Psalms of Thanksgiving series called Seven Reasons to be Thankful. Today, we are looking at something that lines up along the practical lines. The holidays are closing in. Whatever your life situation may be or whatever this season may find you doing, making special effort to express gratitude to God is likely on your radar. It may be for no other reason than that the calendar dictates this, that we are to be thankful, but nonetheless, here we are. I don't know about your traditions or your experiences, your successes, or when you have hardly glossed over the foundational purposes of this time of year. Expressing gratitude can get lost in the other seasonal activities. I just got three ads in the mail for Black Friday last night. That kind of thing takes up your time. The family time takes up your time. The cooking, the 24-hour Hallmark Channel, and of course, football. I am guilty in this area just like anyone else. There's just so much going on. And as a mom of eight, it's a lot (laughs) during this season. But it's a new day, and you and I are going to have a plan. In order not to let these other things overshadow the need to be thankful, I have to find ways to be intentional in expressing gratitude. At first, it must be internal, and that's what we discussed last week. But today, we're going to move out and express it. So that's exactly what I plan to discuss in this episode, eight ways to practice gratitude with some ideas in how to encourage expressing it thrown in. The first one is practicing gratitude in your prayers. Psalm 109.30 says this, with my mouth, I will give great thanks to the Lord. I will praise him in the midst of the throng. And then 1 Thessalonians agrees with this in verse 17 of chapter 5. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's 17 and 18. 
This one's not too difficult and everyone can participate. Of course, you want to be doing this on a regular basis, not just during this season, but especially during this season, scripture often helps us find the words for how to begin. For instance, Psalm 103, 1 through 5 says something probably familiar to you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Sometimes it's just simply a matter of keeping a list. You can articulate your gratitude alone when you are praying, and this is a great time to help others around you learn to do the same thing. We've tried this a few different ways through the years, and Pinterest is your BFF. One idea was very simple, to take those small placeholders and have each person write something that they're thankful for on the inside every time you sit down for a meal between now and whenever you decide you're done with this or use just whatever you have maybe a blank card or strips of paper it doesn't have to be fancy leave them in the center of the table and every time you come together have one or more people pray over one of the strips at my house this might sound like thank you that tate made a new friend at school or thank you that zoe has a family those are just very basic simple things that would be written on the card or the strip it doesn't have to be super scholarly or theological what are you thankful for then let's tell him another way we've done this and made it fancier is to write things on some sort of cutout like a leaf or something punch a hole in it hanging on an arrangement of branches in a vase with ribbons like an accent piece but that's a lot of effort so don't feel pressure you can just use strips of paper it's fine whatever works for you is great the point is to express our gratitude in prayers to God and help lead other people to do the same thing the second thing is to recount what he's done for you Psalm 126 says this when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion we were like those who dream then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy then they said among the nations the Lord has done great great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. How does this one differ from number one, the first way? I think it's more testimonial to others. Absolutely, we can throw back at the Lord what he's done for us. You know, I was in a tough spot, Lord, and everything looked like it was going south, but you came in at just the right time. That difficulty I was able to get through, or you miraculously provided enough money for me for X. You brought in so-and-so into my life at the right time. You know, something like that. Whatever your season has been like and how he's been there for you, you could tell him about and your God would be delighted. But then tell somebody else. I cannot see the power in your life until you tell me what he's done for you. So much of what we do every day happens under the radar. You know it does. We don't tell anyone. Outside of those few people on your Facebook feed who tell all, most of us are private, especially about things we need or ways we are struggling or doubting. We don't want anyone to know about those things. But then God does something amazing in your life and we keep it to ourselves. Let's not do that. This one might be the most 
awkward, but it's essential. Here's what you want to do. Decide what it is you want someone to know that God has done in your life this past year or so. Set up a time limit, whatever you want to do, that you're thankful for. Think about sharing it in three different situations. We don't want this to be difficult, but we do want to exercise this act of gratitude. Tell a family member. If you haven't already told someone, tell a different family member. Tell a friend, because we often don't do this. We just live our lives. And then tell someone else in another environment that you're engaged in, like a coworker or just somebody at church, maybe in your small group or something like that. You can never know how your encouragement can impact someone else. What if they're secretly struggling and you had no idea and you have the exact encouragement they need? Take the risk. Recount for someone what God has done. I've got to do this myself. I am super private and I don't always do this well. So I'm going to practice the same thing. Who knows the impact that your gratitude will have on someone else? Beyond this risk-taking you and I are going to participate in, there will likely be opportunities to influence others toward or away from a thankful attitude and practicing gratitude. So here are just a few ideas I came across I'm going to utilize myself. These are going to be pinned to my Pinterest page under Family Ideas for Fall, and my Pinterest page is Cherry Strange, She Yearns Ministries. I will also try to link them to the podcast episode page for this particular episode on the She Yearns website. Anything I can do to be helpful, I am here to do. These are not my original ideas. Ain't nobody got time for that. I'm in the middle of the podcast. I'm teaching Sunday school a lot right now. And I'm in the middle of a book proposal. So I that's just the short list. So I don't have time to be creative. The first idea that I came across that I'm going to utilize is called the Gratitude Game. The Gratitude Game is for beginners and it uses something like colorful strips or color sticks or maybe colorful toothpicks. Something like that just has identifiable colors on it. For instance, if you pull a green one out, then you're asked to name a food you're thankful for. It's real basic. But it's non-threatening. So if you're surrounded with people who've not even thought about something so basic of what food they might be thankful for, this might be a good place to start, regardless of their age. But obviously, it's very appropriate for your youngest guests or members of your family. The second idea is called the gratitude scavenger hunt. And this can be used for kids and adults. That's why I like it so much. It sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm absolutely going to do it. It offers some openness to variability. The Pinterest version is very generic. The instructions are to find certain things. The prompt reads something like, find something you're grateful for that tastes amazing or that smells good, that makes me feel strong, or that is in nature, things like that. But you can tweak it for your own purposes. Third idea is going to be gratitude conversation starters because this can happen while you're sitting at the table or playing a game or whatever. These are basically phrases on strips of paper already prepared (laughs) that you can just print out for free and cut along the lines so no prep or creativity involved. Then you can place them in a basket, in a jar, in a solo cup for heaven's sakes. It doesn't matter. Someone pulls one out, reads it, then responds with their answer. And here are a couple of examples that I just recorded right off the official uh, printout. Who did something nice for you today that you are thankful for? What is something you love doing with your parents? You can add siblings, grandparents, whoever you're going to be with, friends, something like that. 
And then what is one of your favorite things to do and why are you grateful for it? They're just real basic. So these are a little more involved than the first options, the gratitude game with the colored sticks. But these ideas help draw out of us what we otherwise sit blankly around not being able to recall. That's why I love them so much. Idea number four uses Skittles or M&Ms and it's called the Thanksgiving game. This game is similar to the first idea with the colored sticks except it's slightly more advanced. It uses colors to encourage you to provide a fairly generic answer, but it helps motivate your people to participate because it's candy. <laughs> this one will ask things like, if you have a red M&M, name a person you're thankful for. If you have a blue M&M, name a skill you were thankful for. That sort of thing. It's still basic, but it's a little more advanced. And you can adapt it to an older group. I was thinking you could make one color. Tell of a certain situation that God has brought you through, which you're grateful for. Something like that. Lots of possibilities. The telling is what's important here. So try some of these activities and ideas and don't forget to do the three things. The next way we can express our gratitude is to praise Him. This is everywhere. Psalm 34, 1 is where I just stopped. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. This is all over the place in the Bible, like I said. Therefore, it must be important. Play that music. If you don't listen to Christian music, decide to make that a priority during the season. It's easy to do. Just find a Spotify channel or uh, listen to the radio. There's a lot of different ways you can do that. Pandora is still awesome. Sing with it. There's so many things that we are doing with our mouths that would not be considered praises to God. This would be a great opportunity to stop one thing and begin another. When I find myself even just listening to my own negativity inside my head, not even saying things aloud, I turn on the music. It's just something I do to drown it all out because I can't do damage to myself or to any other relationship when I am singing praises and worship in song. Even if it's offbeat and I'm missing words, then what happens is that my mind shifts and I notice that my countenance literally softens and that's when I can begin to do Psalm 34.1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth, but I have to do it. I have to work at it. This season, let me challenge you. Turn from yourself, as I'm going to be doing from myself, and praise Him. That is a surefire way to express gratitude. Number four is to live out your faith. Colossians 2 says this in verse 6, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. And then in Psalm 128, it says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. This is a common thread. Later in that Psalm, in verse 16, it says, The best equipped army cannot save the king, nor is great strength enough to save the warrior. Don't count on your war horse to give you victory. For all is strength. It cannot save you. But the Lord watches over those who fear Him, who rely on His unfailing love. And then over in Psalm 121, it's one of my favorite two verses. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Much of our obedience and living out our faith comes by way of trusting Him for all that we are and all that we need and all that we desire. When we demonstrate a faith that's marked by this sort of trust articulated by the psalmist in these psalms, we are expressing gratitude 
That is what he calls us to do. This is what he desires from us. More than a list of do's and don'ts. Our obedience to trust him for our lives. All the fears within and doubts woven into the fabric of our days is communicated as love. Love for God. It does not seem like it at first. But living out your faith in obedience, in the daily grind, when life gets messy, trusting Him is demonstrating your gratitude. The caveat is when we choose not to trust, when we flounder and fear and sort of end up in a mental puddle inside our head, when we hesitate to believe Him and take our chances on doing our own thing, like I was suggested in the psalm, we are not being obedient. And we're most definitely not communicating how thankful we are in any way. Sometimes it is helpful for me to see things through this different lens. Being familiar with these Psalms and really equipping myself with this different lens of thinking than my natural tendencies is just the key to being thankful and trusting Him. God wants your heart, your passions, your desires, your complete trust to fall on Him even when it makes the most sense like the case of the psalmist, to rely on more tangible measures that would make more sense. May we be diligent in this area to alter our thinking and change our perspectives, whatever it takes to relinquish our reliance on what cannot deliver, not really, and trust instead in the only one who can. That will be an expression of gratitude for sure. Number five is to express gratitude to others. Philippians 1.3 says it like this. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. That's the most concise place I could find it. This is a great time to express our gratitude to others. We can't do life alone. We try. Oh, yes, we do. But you and I are not as independent and able as we would like to think we are. We need people, and there are people who have come through for us by God's design. Take this time to find your courage to let them know how much you appreciate their impact on your life or someone you care about. Send them a note. Drop them a text. Make them cookies if you have time. Bake some bread. Give them a gift card. Just say something to them. Maybe that's all that's necessary, but you and I need to do this. Whatever your heart leads you to do, we need to let those people God has provided in our lives providentially know the impact He has had on you and on me by using them. So let's take this season to express our gratitude to the other people around us. Number six is to choose Him above everything else. This is simply said, you could read the whole psalm, just 10 verses, Psalm 25, but it starts so pointedly. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. What I love about this psalm, if we were to read the whole thing, is that first David offers his life to God. We cannot get beyond that. This is the first thing he does. Then he announces his trust in God in verse 2. And from there, what we didn't read is that he makes some requests and some declarations about God's ability to come through. And about verse 4, David starts asking the Lord to set him on the right path. It says, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. In essence, David recognizes he needs help from God and he knows where to go to secure it. Then David sort of expands this psalm to other people by verse 8. Not only will God do this for him and is dependable, he will do this for you. Verse 8 says, the Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. So he's kind of turning it outward. But it all starts 
in verse 1. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. This is the common denominator and the X factor per se. Paul calls us to this same kind of life David articulates. And he does it concisely in Ephesians 5 verses 3 and 4. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather give thanks. Paul tells us what is not acceptable. David helps us see what is and how we can relate with God and the motivation behind it all. And then Paul gives us a practical alternative in living out our daily lives. He says, but rather give thanks. Have you ever taken the cues offered in Psalm 25 to say first and foremost, oh Lord, I give my life to you. And are we living it out, embracing what needs to be embraced and rejecting what Paul communicates we need to reject? When we do, this is absolutely an expression of gratitude to God for who he is and what he's done totally appropriate for this season and beyond. The seventh way we can express gratitude is to repent. This Psalm is 32, and I'm just gonna read a couple of verses. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refuse to confess my sin, this is the Psalms is talking, My body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. And then verse 5, Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. And then we see the same sentiment in Acts. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's Acts 3.19. You know, sometimes the heaviness associated with this season that lies deep within is due to our own garbage. (laughs) It's just like what David was showing us. But there is relief. You and I can repent. In fact, we're encouraged here to do so. And it's for our own good. David gives us this picture of lightening a load or stopping someone from drowning. If you've been carrying around a bunch of junk and feel like he didn't mean this for a person like you, that's not what the Bible promises. In fact, it's the opposite. This forgiveness was meant exactly for you and exactly for me. Many of us know this, but somehow we keep pushing stuff back down and not dealing with it. Let me pull out my counselor card (laughs) and answer it in the tone that I know best. Stop it. (laughs) I'm not a counselor. We need to stop this. What a perfect time to just let it go. Do not take this to and through the season. The season brings enough difficulty by itself. (laughs) Girl, repent as I need to repent. That is how you and I express our gratitude for his ability and willingness to forgive. Take his righteousness. Wear it to Thanksgiving. It's the best outfit you have. Wear the same thing for Christmas. Wear it for New Year's and all the way to Memorial Day. It's a perfect fit and it looks good on you. It will change your season and it can literally change your life. Times of refreshing will come when we repent, let those times of refreshing fall all over you. The last way we can express gratitude, I feel, comes right after this, and that is to be joyful. 
Express your gratitude by being joyful. Did you hear it in Psalm 32? Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Doesn't say it's for those perfect people who have it all together. It's for those whose disobedience is forgiven. In Psalm 30, it says, And his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We feel it. This is what your life is to look and sound like to those around you. Not the sourpuss too burdened with responsibility of the season I tend to be. And if I'm going to do it that way, then someone else needs to step in and help me. Or things can't be so perfect and Instagrammy picturesque. I cannot sacrifice the joy for my heaviness of the season, and neither can you. Let's forego perfection. It's not worth it. And so here's one more idea I really loved, because it points to joy over what might be missing in our lives. It's a reverse bucket list. You know how you can make a mental or actual list of what you want to accomplish in your lifetime? There are some positive aspects to having a bucket list, but it can also create a sense of how God is not coming through for you and how everyone else's life is passing you by and here you sit, (laughs) not doing anything. (laughs) I think that this is a good idea. So this is the opposite of a bucket list. Instead of what has not yet been explored and accomplished, what has been? What has God been up to in your life that has completely taken you by surprise, that has delighted you in unexpected ways? What have you experienced that was not in the plan? Or maybe it was, and you are indeed living out that part right now. Think about the elements of your life and this history may take on very much what the psalm just articulates that leads him to utter and complete joy because God's responsible for doing that for us and allowing us to participate in those things. My prayer for you and for me for that matter is that we get down to number eight and the third episode of this series on Thanksgiving and we can't help but express our gratitude. I pray that you And I work through each of these possibilities for showing our thanksgiving and truly become a more thankful people. Not simply for our own hearts, but that others can see God more clearly. That He looks more reliable, more faithful, more fantastic because of our expressions of who He is and what He's done than ever before. Hey, it's easier not to express gratitude. It's easier to wallow in what we don't have and haven't yet accomplished and how that compares to other people who have done it. We do it all the time, but not not now. He is so worth the gratitude that we must express. And the Psalms help us see this, and they help us hear it, to receive it into the marrow of our bones. Right now, let us commit to make this season the one we begin to really express our gratitude more than ever by practicing it in our prayers, recounting what He's done for us to other people, to live out our faith, to express this gratitude that we have for others that he's brought into our lives, to choose him above everything else by repenting and experience this freedom that he gives us and being joyful because he's completely worth the gratitude. I hope you have an awesome season. I'm going to see you after the holidays and we'll meet you back in two weeks. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing our resource along. 
So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.